The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. As you know, my name is Ricardo Avila. But when I was little, I was called Richie. Growing up, my Latino friends, for some reason, used the anglicized Richard, while my Anglo friends said Ricardo or Rico. Today, my family calls me Rich or Uncle Rich. But over the years, I have been called wrong names. Uh, for whatever reason, strangers and sometimes even friends on paper and in person, in the mail, have mistakenly dubbed me Richardo, Raul, Roberto, Arcadio, Ronaldo, Alberto, even Adalberto. It's disconcerting and sometimes a bit annoying, I must admit, as if I failed to make enough of an impression to be remembered. Even my spiritual director a few years ago, the man who keeps the secrets of my soul, called me Rodrigo two visits in a row. One summer, at a conference I attend every year, the registration office called to say that I'd left my driver's license at their desk while I was checking in. When I went there to retrieve it, the license read, Agustin Hernandez. And the man in the photo looked to be in his mid-60s. I sighed, handed it back, and said, yeah, that's not me. The woman took it, read it, and gasped, Oh my God, that's our janitor. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. She cried as she turned bright red. The other woman in the conference office looked up from her desk and sweetly sang out, racist. <laughs> so names are kind of important. They identify you. Often you are named after a person, Aunt Cecilia, a place, Paris, or a quality, hope, that is dear to the person's heart who named you. Anyway, I bring up all of this naming stuff because today's readings resound with the theme of being identified, called, named, and renamed. In his epistle to the Corinthians, Paul affirms that he is called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. In today's gospel reading, John the Baptist twice calls out, Here is the Lamb of God. This name echoes the lamb led to the slaughter in Isaiah, as well as the lambs sacrificed in the temple at Passover. So it's a strange name to give to Jesus. And you know, we're used to hearing Lamb of God, but to John's followers, it sounded something like, Behold the calf of Yahweh. Naming. Two of John's disciples follow Jesus, calling him rabbi, and later speaking of him as Messiah. And then finally, more naming, Jesus meets Simon and renames him Cephas, which is the Aramaic word for rock, the Greek version of rock being Peter. Again, this is an odd symbolic act. No one had ever been named Peter before this, so it was like renaming someone tree, rock or mud, rock. But in our first reading, 
there is a deeper naming going on. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. Isaiah speaks here of his calling to prophesy for God, but these same words hold true for each of us as well. God planted in our heart a sacred name, a purpose, a calling to which our soul longs. And the work of our life is to uncover that true name, to take it on and rename ourselves as God sees us. There is a story from the Talmud, a sacred text of rabbinic Judaism that goes like this. Before you were born, while you were still in your mother's womb, an angel of God came and sat down with you to teach you all the secrets of heaven. With your own personal tutor, you slowly absorbed all this wisdom. But when it came time to be born, that same angel swooped down and tapped your upper lip with its finger, causing you to forget everything. And so you tumbled out into the world with this little cleft of forgetting over your mouth. The first cries of a baby are the knowledge of this loss. I find this story a useful metaphor. Instilled in us is a longing for meaning, an urge to return, and we spend our lives trying to regain that wisdom of heaven whose memory haunts our souls. The angel took it away so that we could yearn for it and direct our lives back towards it. Over the years, we have these occasional moments of clarity in our lives when we catch a glimpse of those divine truths and our heart leaps with the shock of recognition. Part of that forgotten wisdom is our true name and our identity. It's what God called us before we were born. Now, I don't mean to get all mystical on you in a church. <laughs> but there is a purpose for which God made you and you and you, and you, and me. And our life's journey consists of finding the way back to God's purpose for us and recovering our true name. In secular language in the world, it's sometimes called finding your true self or becoming who you are. So when Jesus asked the disciples in today's gospel, what are you looking for? Picture his penetrating eyes looking right into you with that same question. What are you looking for? I believe what we seek is God's purpose for us. But what often holds us back is that our best self has been submerged beneath all these layers of worries, obligations, desires, and ambition that we've encrusted atop that buried gem. So it's very difficult to discover our true name when we are distracted by cravings or burdened with cares. That's why it's so important to find time to just sit with God. Make time for silence in your life. Carve out a little crevice in your day where you can burrow in and listen for the still small voice of God as it passes by and calls to you. So the only question we have then remaining is, what is your name? No one can discover that name for you. 
And yet you can't just find it on your own. That's why we come here on Sunday mornings. We stumble into this church with a longing in our hearts, called in from the cold of our culture and its self-centered loneliness, brought into the warmth of community to find our better self. In the coming year, I encourage you to respond to some ministry that calls out to you here at St. Luke's. That may be the key to unlocking your true name. As a parish, we use the name of Jesus as our calling card, reaching out and helping others regain their own names when we are in the world. Here at St. Luke's, we are on the cusp of a capital campaign. It is ostensibly a revitalization of our parish hall, but its spiritual underpinnings run deeper. We are hoping to excavate another layer of our true name as a church. Now, it'll always be St. Luke's, of course, but could it also be God's beacon of light in Los Gatos or a community gathering place or a bastion of faith and service? As we strive to become who we are individually and as a church, may we relearn this year the lessons of divine wisdom from long ago and fulfill the longing God placed in our heart for return, that we may be Christ's wisdom, justice, and compassion to this tumbling and forgetful world. Amen. Amen.